This is a download by the Wireless Theatre Company. Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Act 2, Scene 2. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? Tis the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief, that thou her maid art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. Ah, it is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am too bold. Tis not to me she speaks. Two of the fairest stars in all the heavens, having some business, do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there, and they in her head? The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars, as daylight doth a lamp. Her eyes in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. She speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel. For thou art as glorious to this night being o'er my head as, as is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white upturned wandering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy pacing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more? Or shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, and for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptised. Henceforth I never will be Romeo. What man art thou that thus bescreened in night so stumblest on my counsel? By a name? I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself, because it is an enemy to thee. Had I it written, I would tear the word. My ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance, yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and a Montague? Neither, fair saint, if either thee dislike. How camest thou hither? Tell me, and wherefore? The orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art, if any of my kinsmen find thee here. With love's light wings did I o'erperch these walls, for stony limits cannot hold love out. And what love can do that dares love attempt? Therefore thy kinsmen are no let to me. If they do see thee, they will murder thee. Alack, 
there lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their sorts. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity. I would not for the world they saw thee here. I have night's cloak to hide me from their sight. And but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued wanting of thy love. By whose direction foundst thou out this place? By love, who first did prompt me to inquire. He lent me counsel, and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot. Yet wert thou as far as that vast shore, washed with the farthest sea, I would adventure for such merchandise. Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face. Else would a maiden blush bepaint my cheek for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight. Your fain deny what I have spoke. But farewell, compliment. Dost thou love me? I know thou wilt say I, and I will take thy word, yet if thou swearst, thou mayst prove false. At lovers' perjuries they say Jove laughs. Oh, gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, renounce it faithfully. Or if thou thinkst I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse, and say thee nay, so thou wilt woo. But else not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayst think my haviour light, but trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. I should have been more strange, I must confess, but that thou overheardst me ere I was ware my true love's passion. Therefore, pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love which the dark night hath so discovered. Lady, by yonder blessed moon, I swear, that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops. Oh, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. What should I swear by? You'll not swear at all. Or if thou wilt, swear by thy gracious self, which is the god of my idolatry, and I'll believe thee. If my heart's dear love... Well, do not swear. Although I joy in thee, I have no joy in this contract tonight. It is too rash, too unadvised, too sudden. Too like the lightning, which doth cease to be, ere one can say it lightens. Sweet, good night. This bud of love by summer's ripening breath may prove a beauteous flower when next we meet. Good night, good night. A sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. Oh, would thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. I gave thee mine before thou didst request it. And yet I would it were to give again. Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose, love? But to be frank and give it thee again. And yet I wish but for the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. Juliet. I hear some noise within. Dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse! Sweet Montague, be true. Oh, stay but a little, I will come again. Oh, blessed, blessed night. I'm afeard being in night, that all this is but a dream. Too flattering and sweet to be substantial. Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honourable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform the rite. 
and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Adam. I come anon! But if thou meanst not well, I do beseech thee, Adam. by and by I come, to cease thy suit, and leave me to my grief. Tomorrow will I send. So thrive, my soul. A thousand times good night. A thousand times the worse to want thy light. Love goes towards love as schoolboys from their books. But love from love, towards school with heavy looks. Hist! Romeo, hist! Oh, for a falconer's voice to lure this tasseled gentle back again. Bondage is hoarse and may not speak aloud. Else would I tear the cave where Echo lives and make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine with repetition of my Romeo's name. It is my soul that calls upon my name. How silver sweet sound lover's tongue by night, like softest music to attending ears. Romeo! My dear? At what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? At the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. I have forgot why I did call thee back. Let me stand here till thou remember it. I shall forget to have thee still stand there, remembering how I love thy company. And I'll stay, to have thee still forget, forgetting any other home but this. It's almost morning. I would have thee gone, and yet no further than a wanton's bird, who lets it hop a little from her hand, like a poor prisoner in his twisted gyves, and with a silk thread plucks it back again, so loving jealous of his liberty. I would I were thy bird. Sweet, so would I. <laughs> Yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Would I were sleep and peace so sweet to rest. Hence will I to my ghostly father's cell his help to crave, and my dear hap to tell. Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare Act 3, Scene 1 I pray thee, good Mercutio, let's retire. The day is hot, the Capulets are broad, and if we meet, we shall not scape a brawl. For now, these hot days, is the mad blood stirring. Thou art like one of those fellows that, when he enters the confines of a tavern, claps me his sword upon the table and says, God, send me no need of thee, and by the operation of the second cup, draws it on the drawer, when indeed there is no need. Am I like such a fellow? Come, come, thou art as hot a jack in thy mood as any in Italy, and as soon moved to be moody, and as soon moody to be moved. And what to? Nay, and there were two such, we should have none shortly, for one would kill the other. Thou! Well, thou wilt quarrel with a man that hath a hair more, or a hair less in his beard, than thou hast. Thou wilt quarrel with a man for cracking nuts, having no other reason but because thou hast hazel eyes. What eye but such an eye would spy out such a quarrel? Thy head is as full of quarrels as an egg is full of meat, and yet thy head hath been beaten as addle as an egg for quarrelling. Thou hast quarrelled with a man for coughing in the street because he hath wakened thy dog that hath lain asleep in the sun. Didst thou not fall out with a tailor for wearing his new doublet before Easter, with another for tying his new shoes with old ribband? And yet, thou wilt tutor me from quarrelling. And I was so apt to quarrel as thou art. Any man should buy the fee simple of my life 
for an hour and a quarter. The fee simple, oh, simple. By my head. Here come the Capulets. By my heel, I care not. Follow me close, for I will speak to them. Gentlemen, good e'en. A word with one of you. And but one word with one of us. Couple it with something, make it a word and a blow. You shall find me apt enough to that, sir, and you will give me occasion. Could you not take some occasion without giving? Mercutio, thou consortst with Romeo. Consort? What, dost thou make us minstrels? And thou make minstrels of us. Look to hear nothing but discords. Here's my fiddlestick, here's that shall make you dance. Zunes, consort. We talk here in a public haunt of men. Either withdraw unto some private place and reason coldly of your grievances, or else depart. Here all eyes gaze on us. Men's eyes were made to look and let them gaze. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I. Well, peace be with you, sir. Here comes my man. But I'll be hanged, sir, if he wear your livery. Marry, go before to field, he'll be your follower. Your worship in that sense may call him man. Romeo, the love I bear thee can afford no better term than this. Thou art a villain. Tybalt, the reason that I have to love thee doth much excuse the appertaining rage to such a greeting. Villain am I none. Therefore, farewell. I see thou knowst me not. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries that thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. I do protest. I never injured thee, but love thee better than thou canst devise, till thou shalt know the reason of my love. And so, good Capulet, which name I tender as dearly as my own... Be satisfied. Dishonourable, vile submission. Alistair Carter carries it away. Tybalt, you rat-catcher, will you walk? What wouldst thou have with me? Good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives. That I mean to make bold withal. And as you shall use me hereafter, dry-beat the rest of the eight. Will you pluck your sword out of his picture by the ears? Make haste, lest mine be about your ears, ere it be out. I am for you! Gentle Mercutio, put thy rapier up. Come, sir, your passado. Draw, Benvolio, beat down their weapons. Gentlemen, for shame, forbear this outrage. Tybalt, Mercutio, the prince expressly hath forbidden bandying in the Verona streets. Hold, Tybalt, but Mercutio! I am hurt. A plague of both your houses, I am sped. Is he gone and hath nothing? What? Art thou hurt? Aye, aye, scratch, scratch. It is enough. Where is my page? Go, villain, fetch a surgeon. Courage, man. The hurt cannot be much. No, it is not so deep as a well, nor so wide as a church door. But it is enough. Twill serve. Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man. I am peppered, I warrant, for this world. Plague of both your houses. Soon's a dog, a rat, a mouse... Cat to scratch a man to death, a braggart, a rogue, a villain that fights by the book of arithmetic. Why the devil came you between us? I was hurt under your arm. I thought all for the best. Help me into some house, Benvolio, or I shall faint. Plague of both your houses. They have made worms meat of me. I have it, and soundly too. Your houses. This gentleman, the prince's near ally, my very friend, hath got his mortal hurt in my behalf. My reputation stained with Tybalt's slander. Tybalt, that an hour hath been my kinsman. Oh, sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate. 
and in my temper softened valor's steel. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. That gallant spirit hath aspired the clouds which too untimely here did scorn the earth. This day's black fate on more days doth depend. This but begins the woe. Others must end. Here comes the furious Tybalt back again. Alive in triumph, and Mercutio slain. Away to heaven, respective lenity, and fire-eyed fury be my conduct now. Now, Tybalt, take the villain back again, that late thou givest me. For Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads, staying for thine to keep him company. Either thou or I, or both, must go with him. Thou wretched boy that didst consort him here, shout with him hence. This shall determine that. <laughs> Romeo, away, be gone. The citizens are up and Tybalt slain. Stand not amazed. The prince will doom thee death if thou art taken. Hence, be gone. Away! Oh, I am fortune's fool. Why dost thou stay? Which way ran he that killed Mercutio? Tybalt, that murderer, which way ran he? There lies that Tybalt. Up, sir, go with me. I charge thee in the prince's name, obey. Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Act 3, Scene 5. Mm. Wilt thou be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the nightingale and not the lark that pierced the fearful hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on yon pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale. It was the lark, the herald of the morn. No nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out, and jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountain tops. I must be gone and live or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight. I know it. I. Oh, it is some meteor that the sun exhales. To be to thee this night a torchbearer. Enlight thee on thy way to Mantua. Therefore stay yet. Thou needst not to be gone. Let me be taken. Let me be put to death. I am content. So thou wilt have it so. I'll say yon grey is not the morning's eye. Tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow. Nor that is not the lark, whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than will to go. Come, death and welcome. Juliet wills it so. How is my soul? Let's talk. It is not they. It is. It is high hence. Be gone away. It is the lark that sings so out of tune, straining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark makes sweet division. This doth not so, for she divideth us. Some say the lark and the loathed toad change eyes. Oh, now I would they had changed voices too, since arm from arm that voice doth us affray. Hunting thee hence with hunts up to the day. Oh, I'll be gone. More light and light it grows. More light and light, more dark and dark our woes. Madam, 
Nurse? Your lady mother's coming to your chamber. Day is broke, be wary, look about. Then window, let day in and let life out. Farewell, farewell. One kiss and I'll descend. <sighs> Art thou gone so, love, lord, I, husband, friend, I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Oh, oh, by this count I shall be much in years ere I again behold my Romeo. Farewell. I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings, love, to thee. Oh, thinkst thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not, and all these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. Oh, God, I have an ill-divining soul. Methinks I see thee, now thou art below, as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Either my eyesight fails, or thou look'st pale. And trust me, love, in my eye so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu. Adieu. Oh, fortune, fortune. All men call thee fickle. If thou art fickle, what dost thou with him that is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune. Then, I hope, thou wilt not keep him long, but send him back. Ho, daughter, are you up? Who is that calls? Is it my lady mother? Is she not down so late or up so early? What unaccustomed cause procures her hither? Why, how now, Juliet? Oh, madam, I am not well. Evermore weeping for your cousin's death. What? Wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou couldst, thou couldst not make him live. Therefore have done. Some grief shows much of love, but much of grief shows still some want of wit. Yet let me weep for such a feeling loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for. Feeling so the loss, cannot choose but ever weep the friend. Well, girl, thou weeps not so much for his death, as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam? That same villain, Romeo. Villain, and he be many miles asunder. God pardon him. I do, with all my heart. And yet, no man like he doth grieve my heart. That is, because the traitor murderer lives. I, madam, from the reach of these my hands, would none but I might venge my cousin's death. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not. Then weep no more. I'll send to one in Mantua, where that same banished runagate doth live shall give him such an unaccustomed dram that he shall soon keep Tybalt company, and then, I hope, thou wilt be satisfied. Indeed. I never shall be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him dead. Is my poor heart for a kinsman vexed? Oh, madam, if you could find out but a man to bear a poison, I would temper it, that Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet. Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him named and cannot come to him, to wreak the love I bore my cousin upon that body that slaughtered him. Find thou the means, and I'll find such a man. But, now, I'll tell thee joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes well in such a needy time. <laughs> what are they, I beseech your ladyship? Well, well, thou hast a careful father, child, one who, to put thee from thy heaviness, hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expects not, nor I look not for. Madam, in happy time, what day is that? 
Marry, my child. Early next Thursday morn, the gallant young and noble gentleman, the County Paris at St. Peter's Church, shall happily make thee there a joyful bride. Now by St. Peter's Church and Peter too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I wonder at this haste, that I must wed ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet. And when I do, I swear it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate, rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Here comes your father. Tell him so yourself, and see how he will take it at your hands. When the sun sets, the air doth drizzle dew, but for the sunset of my brother's son it rains downright. How now? A conduit, girl? What, still in tears? Ever more showering? In one little body thou counterfeitst a bark, a sea, a wind, for still thy eyes, which I may call the sea, do ebb and flow with tears. The bark thy body is sailing in this salt flood, the winds, thy sighs, who, raging with thy tears, and they with them, without a sudden calm, will overset thy tempest-tossed body. How now, wife? Have you delivered to her our decree? Aye, sir. But she will none. She gives you thanks. I would the fool were married to her grave. Soft, take me with you, wife. How? Will she none? Does she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Does she not count her blessed, unworthy as she is, that we have wrought so worthy a gentleman to be her bridegroom? Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. How oh, now? How oh, now? Chop logic! What is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud. Mistress Minion, you thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next to go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee there on a hurdle thither. Out, you green sickness carrion! Out, you baggage, you tallow face! Fie, fie, what are you mad? Good father, I beseech you on my knees. Hear me with patience, but to speak a word. Hang thee, young baggage, disobedient wretch. I'll tell thee what... Get thee to church a Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. Oh, my fingers itch. Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us but this only child, but now I see this one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. Out on her, Hilding! God in heaven bless her! You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so. And why, my lady wisdom, hold your tongue? Good prudence! Smattered with your gossips, go! I speak no treason. Oh, God ye God, den! May not one speak! Peace, you mumbling fool! Utter your gravity o'er a gossip's bowl, for here we need it not. You are too hot! God's bread! It makes me mad! Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play. Alone in company still my care hath been to have her matched, and having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair demesnes, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honourable parts, proportioned as one's thought would wish a man. And then, to have a wretched, puling fool, a whining mammoth in her fortune's tender, to answer, I'll not wed, I cannot love, I am too young, I pray you pardon me, but as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. Graze where you will, you shall not house with me. Look to it, think on't, 
I do not use to jest. Thursday is near. Lay hand on heart, advise, and you be mine, I'll give you to my friend. And you be not. Hang, beg, starve, die in the streets, for by my soul I'll ne'er acknowledge thee. Nor what is mine shall never do thee good. Trust to it, bethink you, I'll not be forsworn. Is there no pity sitting in the clouds that sees into the bottom of my grief? Oh, sweet my mother, cast me not away. Delay this marriage for a month, a week. Or if you do not, make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies. Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. Oh, God. Oh, nurse. How shall this be prevented? My husband is on earth, my faith in heaven. How shall that faith return again to earth unless that husband send it me from heaven by leaving earth? Oh, comfort me. Counsel me. Alack, alack, that heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayest thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse? Faith, here it is. Romeo is banished, and all the world to nothing. He dares ne'er come back to challenge you. Or if he do, it needs must be by stealth. Then, since the case so stands as now it doth, I think it best you married with the county. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. Romeo's a dishclout to him. An eagle, madam, hath not so green, so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath. Beshrew my very heart, I think you are happy in this second match. For it excels your first, or if it did not, your first is dead, or twere it as good he were, as living here and you no use of him. Speakest thou from my heart? And from my soul too, or else beshrew them both. Amen. What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvellous much. Go in and tell my lady I am gone, having displeased my father to Lawrence Cell, to make confession and to be absolved. Mary, I will. And this is wisely done. Ancient damnation! Oh, most wicked fiend! Is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn? Or to dispraise my lord with that same tongue which she hath praised him with above compare so many thousand times. Go, counsellor. Thou and my bosom henceforth shall be twain. I'll to the friar to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die. You have been listening to Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare, with Edward Harrison as Mercutio. Siri Steinmo as Nurse, Dominic Casanova as Benvolio and Capulet, Bridget Laurie as Lady Capulet, Fionn Jolly as Juliet, Peter Rogan as Romeo, and David Beck as Tybalt. Produced and directed by David Beck. Engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. Edited by Joe Richardson. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk for more audio downloads.